you hear us through your AirPods or see us on your laptop, how about meeting us in real life? Because we're taking Queer Money on the road this summer and fall. Visit QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player to find out when we'll be in your neighborhood. A few weeks back in the Queer Money Facebook group, we asked what folks wanted to know more about. We were slightly but not completely surprised that so many wanted more information on basic investing and how to get started. And that's why we're kicking off a two-part series on investing just for you the next two weeks. You're listening to Queer Money episode number 228. No other part of the economy is designed for success quite like the stock market. And after last week's episode on the four financial classes, we wanted to share with you some super simple steps to get started with investing. So between today and next week, we're sharing a total of 10 super simple steps to investing. Today's episode includes five great steps to get you started today. We make the Queer Money Podcast for you, so please email your money questions to questions at debtfreeguys.com or post them in the Queer Money Facebook group and we may answer your question in an upcoming episode. There's personal finance for the masses. This is not personal finance for the masses. This is Queer Money. This podcast is sponsored by Capital One. Capital One is redesigning the banking experience by offering simple, straightforward, and seamless ways for you to bank from almost anywhere. So banking fits into your life, not the other way around. Want to be a part of the $1.7 trillion LGBT business economy? The National LGBT Chamber of Commerce New York is here for you. For your next big contract, mentor, coach, collaborator, and tons of new clients, join us at nglccny.org for the greatest concentration of LGBT and allied business leaders in New York. Welcome back to Queer Money. As we said on last week's episode 227 on the four financial classes and uh, in the intro, the goal of last week's, this week's, and next week's episode are to encourage more in our community to join the investing class as soon as possible. She said over and over again, there's no part of the economy quite designed for success like the stock market. And we're seeing a great example of that right now during COVID and everything that's going on in the world. The one part of the economy that seems to be doing quite well, despite every other metric, is uh, the stock market. And so if you were a part of that or could be a part of that, that would increase your financial security and independence uh, monumentally. And that's not to say that the stock market is guaranteed formula for success because we have seen precipitous drops and some uh, some long down markets. But by and large, especially when you look at 10-year increments, the stock market stands out as an outlier for success for a lot of people. So we're going to dive into the next couple of weeks, our five super simple steps to investing. Uh, this week, we're going to cover the first five basic steps. And then next week, we'll continue the conversation uh, with the last five basic steps. So as you said, the sooner you can join this class, the better for you. So use the combination of these three episodes to lay the foundation for yourself. And if you want some additional help, go to debtfreeguys.com forward slash 228 to get your free copy of the Super Simple Investing Guide. If you're already a member, uh, already signed up for the Queer Money podcast newsletter, um, this will already be in your email inbox. And for those of you who haven't signed up for the newsletter, we encourage you to do so. That saves one of the steps for you from week to week when we uh, make suggestions for you to download things. But if you haven't joined the Queer Money podcast newsletter, then you want to go to debtfreeguys.com forward slash 228 to get your free super simple investing guide. All right. So let's get started here with our five steps for this week. Our first one 
I'm kind of calling on Pink Floyd. <laughs> there's a, there's a, uh, a line in, I think the song is The Wall, that gives this implication that one thing must happen before the other thing can happen, where the singer is saying, how can you have any pudding if you don't eat your meat? Well, the same goes for investing. How can you invest if you don't have an investing account? So step number one, super easy, open an investing account and we prefer and encourage you to do this online. One, it's going to be easier, and uh, two, it's going to be cheaper. Opening up either a retirement account or a brokerage account online is so simple today. It's as easy in some cases as joining some form of social media. We've actually done this while stuffing our pie holes, <laughs> whether that's with wine or popcorn or wine. lunch or dinner. Chocolate, <laughs> right? <ice cream>. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But we want to encourage you to use the simple tools out there that are available, especially if you're getting, just getting started couple of these that we encourage or like to encourage folks to use, M1 Finance. The reason why is because M1 does not charge account assets under management or trading fees on their brokerage accounts if you have at least $100 in them or their retirement accounts if you have at least $500 in them. So low barrier to entry and easy way to eliminate those fees. The other great thing is, is M1 does have access to socially responsible investing, uh, some socially responsible funds. These are the kinds of funds that help you know that the companies that you're investing in are also taking care of their employees, taking care of the world, and taking care of the community. So I want to encourage you, if you're looking to invest in individual investments, to go that way. Acorns, uh, similar. It's a great place to start. Very low barrier to entry. You can start investing for as little as $5 with Acorns. We want to encourage you, if you're not sure what you should be investing or what type of investment account you should be opening, to listen to episode 194, where we talked about the difference between Roth and traditional IRAs. This will give you some help if you're not sure what kind of retirement account is best for you. So that's episode 194. Step number two here is to set up a direct deposit to that new account that you established to start investing. So you can certainly make an initial deposit and make reoccurring deposits on a manual basis. That's fine. But we want to try to set up a system that's automated and reoccurring for yourself because it's those reoccurring little steps where you're going to really see the best gains. And so the best way to do this is to go to your employer, either your manager or your human resource department, get a direct deposit form uh, or uh, access the form online and try to connect your paychecks, your reoccurring paychecks to the new account that you set up so that the money is automatically funneled into that account. And then once your money hits your investing account, it can be automatically invested in the investments that you choose. That's not always a possibility for everyone. So there is a second option. You can, uh, and you're probably already doing this. You're, if you have a direct deposit connected to your checking account so that every paycheck you get, whether it's every two weeks, uh, twice a month, or whatever pay cycle you're on, automatically goes into your checking account. If that's the case for you, then what you can do, once your money hits that checking account, you can set up a reoccurring electronic funds transfer to transfer some of your paycheck from your checking account to your investing account. It's an additional step, uh, but once you set up the reoccurring payment, then there's nothing more that you need to do similar to the direct deposit process that we suggested. So try to 
exercise one of those two strategies, that'll make having to make conscious contributions to your investing account, that'll take that off the table for you. And you can take advantage of reoccurring investments, which is a great way to see um, great growth in a portfolio. If you don't already have a checking account, or a savings account established for yourself. As many of you know, Capital One has been a longtime supporter of the Queer Money Podcast. Uh, one of the reasons uh, why we work with Capital One is because they are around to support the LGBTQ community 365 days out of the year, not just during Pride. So that's one of the reasons why we continue to partner with Capital One. But also, their checking and savings accounts offer great rates. And as David mentioned earlier, their accounts are super simple to set up online. You can do that in like five minutes or less. So um, these are all very super simple steps that you can take. And net, you probably don't have to invest more than an hour's worth of your time to get all this set up for yourself. So we're going to continue that uh, idea of doing things simply. You know, for step number three here, I'm not a huge fan of this saying, keep it simple, stupid. I like to maybe make a twist on that, and that is to keep it stupid, simple. Uh, so when it comes to your investing and your investing choices, start with stuff that is very, very simple to understand. And what we would encourage you to do is to start, especially if you're looking at, at picking your own investments, to start with what are called exchange-traded funds or ETFs. There's a couple of things that make ETFs simple. First of all, you can oftentimes buy them at low cost. They do not have or a high or oftentimes have much lower fees. The lower the fees, the lower number of fees that are there, easier it is for you to understand exactly what makes up that investment. Exchange-traded funds or ETFs are similar to mutual funds. They're a basket of stocks or bonds, but they're kind of rolled all together and allow you to trade them all throughout the day, whereas mutual funds, those usually only trade once a day. So exchange-traded funds can be simple to invest in, simple because of the fees. The other thing is, is that oftentimes they're simple to understand what it is you're actually buying. A lot of ETFs or exchange-traded funds are basically set up as a mirror of some sort of stock index. So for example, the S&P 500, you probably have heard of that. That's the 500 largest companies in the United States. There's an ETF that mirrors that index. The Russell 2000, uh, a basket of 2,000 small companies, there's an ETF that mirrors that. There are ETFs that mirror a lot of different indices or a lot of different types of investments. So you may see one that focuses on technology, one that focuses on financials, maybe one that focuses on energy. And if you're looking for those socially responsible investment options, oftentimes they're going to end up being ETFs. So Keep it stupid simple mm -hmm. by investing in low-cost exchange-traded funds or ETFs. Step number four is, as kind of bouncing off of what David was just describing, that is to diversify your investments. Uh, we're all a huge fan of diversity here. That also goes with your investing. So especially with investing, there's maybe even so right now, there's this pressure, I guess, to invest in like the hot stock tip, right? Everybody wants to be in Apple today or to be in Tesla today, right? Or at least invested in Silicon Valley stocks, right? Because technology is doing amazing right now, Amazon and whatnot. So there's often this tendency to, to want to go after the hot stock tip. 
And in fact, when I used to be on the trading desk, every time like Jim Cramer would mention a new stock, suddenly people were calling and wanting to buy that stock. Well, by the time everybody's talking about it, especially when Jim Cramer's talking about it on TV, you probably miss a lot of the gains that you could possibly get from that. Your opportunity is gone. But one of the ways to to, to really get long-term growth is to diversify your investments. And that is among and throughout all different kinds of asset classes and variables, such as large cap, small cap, international, and fixed income and, and, and cash positions. You can even, with some of these uh, ETFs, you can buy what's called an asset allocation fund, where based on your risk tolerance or the volatility that you can handle in your personal portfolio, you can buy one ETF that sort of addresses all your needs, that combines all the different different asset classes that David and I had talked about earlier. So there's a way to do this simple, to diversify, uh, and there's a long-term benefit to doing so because in, in the long run, you won't be as excited with the performance of your portfolio, but you'll see consistent growth. And that's what most people want to see throughout the years that they're investing. If you want to get more information on ETFs, mutual funds, bonds, and several of the terms that we're using here on this episode, we encourage you to look at the glossary that's in the Super Simple Investing Guide, which you can get by going to debtfreeguys.com forward slash 228, or it's already in your inbox if you're a part of the Queer Money Podcast newsletter. All right. Step number five, I think, is one of the ones that can help folks when it comes to the probably one of the biggest reasons why people don't invest. And I think one of the biggest reasons why people don't invest is because they're scared that they might lose it all. They've heard the horror stories of what happened to people in the recent drop because of COVID or back in 2008, 2009, maybe 2001, or even earlier. There are these stories that seem to stick around with this idea that you could lose it all. Well, yes, there is the idea that you could lose, but not lose it all. And the reason why we want to kind of draw on that is if you're doing a little bit of what John had mentioned earlier, this whole idea of diversity, you're going to be spreading your investments out. Well, you want to do that with all of your money. Opening up an emergency savings account is step number five. And what this does is it allows you to have money set aside so that you don't have to worry about these ups and downs in the market. If you're investing money that you need for the short term, you shouldn't really be putting it into the market. And the whole idea of opening up an emergency savings account, one that we encourage you to do at an arm's length, that basically means you don't have easy access to it, no debit or credit card attached to it, no bill pay, no checking, anything like that, allows you to have this bare bones account where you can keep your money. And then what can happen is that when the market does have these wild swings, like we saw in April or in March and April, you're able to do what most financial advisors and most folks will tell you, ride it out. If you don't need the money, you're able to ride it out, which basically means that you're going to participate in the both the drop and then the big upswing, which we've seen here recently, right? With a lot of folks, a lot of investments that were made or that were held prior to the drop in, in March and April have either recovered or in some cases far surpassed that. But what would have happened if you needed that money and you withdrew it during that drop? Well, then you would have missed out on that upswing. So 
open an emergency savings account to make sure that you're also setting aside money so that you're able to ride through these storms. And those are our first five super simple steps to investing. As we said last week and this week, and we'll say it again next week, you want to join the investing class as soon as possible. And these are the first five steps that we suggest that you take. Wait for next week's episode, number 229, when we'll talk about the last set of five steps to take. In total, when you join us in the investing class, these are the 10 steps that you want to take, and we'll provide more information for you, more help for you in the super simple investing guide, which you can get at debtfreeguys.com for slash 228 or will be in your inbox if you're already a member of the Queer Money podcast newsletter. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Queer Money. Here's your Queer Money takeaway from this episode. Join the investing class ASAP and go to debtfreeguys.com forward slash 228 to make following these first five steps super simple for yourself. Then join us next week when we talk about the last five steps. We make the Queer Money Podcast for you, so please email your money questions to questions at debtfreeguys.com or post them in the Queer Money Facebook group, and we may answer your question in an upcoming episode. And now a quick word from our sponsor. Capital One's checking and savings accounts have no fees and no minimums. And with one of the best saving rates in America, you can rest easy watching your money grow with no fees to bring you down. You can open an account in about five minutes, which means you are only about five minutes away from getting your savings to grow with one of the nation's best rates. Commit, trim, lasso, automate, monitor. That's the debt lasso method, and it's helped pay off over $250,000 in credit card debt in less than two years so far. See what it'll do for you by getting your free debt lasso calculator at debtlasso.com. From Los Angeles, California to Winooski, Vermont, we're taking Queer Money on the road. Join us as we gamify personal finance with Queer Money Bingo or catch our signature Live Fabulously, Not Fabulously Broke Talk and so much more in between. Check out QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player regularly for date and location updates.